podcast with my co-host Trevor. What's up, Trevor? What's up? Hey, I'm on the phone this time. Yeah, we're on the phone. In this episode, we're going to talk about Pro- Project Power, and also we're going to talk about the anime series called The Great Pretender. I hope you guys enjoy this podcast. Hey, welcome to another episode of Just Being Amos Podcast with my co-host Trevor. What's up, Trevor? Hey, how you doing? Uh, Trevor's not with me face-to-face on his podcast. He's doing doing the Skype over the phone, you know, but he's still here with us, so he's here over the phone. <laughs> yes, I, I'm not dead yet. <laughs> <laughs> he's not dead yet, so Trevor, how has it been, man? It's been pretty good, you know, I've been pretty busy with work recently, which is kind of nice. It's, I've had very little to do which makes the days drag recently but you know otherwise it's been watching anime playing video games the normal enjoying some free time yeah exactly the normal for you right (laughs) me on the other hand i'm out there working i know if you like the people like let them know i'm an essential worker you know i work for special needs and stuff like that so i'm out there you know i've been doing that and also i've been reading more comic books lately you know, because I was one one minute we were playing video games and watching anime like crazy, man. I'm like a madman just watching so much anime. <laughs> yeah, but that I lead- have actually been I I have actually been catching up with a lot of the um, the back issues that I've had for comic books, right? Because uh, I had a lot of free time during the day during work. <laughs> of course, <laughs> a little while there, so I just go read through them. Yeah, and no, and that leads me into the conversation we want to talk about. You know, um, Netflix. This past week, put out a new anime series called um, Great Pretender. Don't get confused yeah. with the uh, <laughs> with uh, whatever. It's like off the song, the Great Pretender stuff. You know that song there. So I think for my audience out there, you know, this is is one that I think to me, my opinion, one of the best anime that Netflix original that they put out there, man. And the reason I said that is, it was something totally different than I'm usually usually watching. You know, I like my robots, I like the action and stuff like that. But Great Pretender, and you mentioned this earlier in the podcast we did. I don't know which episode it was. But... When I was talking about the the new anime yeah, season, right. it was one I mentioned as I had already watched the first 14 episodes that had been released in Japan on Netflix. Right. You know, they had been posted uh, for streaming by, you know, one of those probably pirate sites. But, um, yeah, I decided to check that one out, and it was one that I really enjoyed, so I had mentioned that one. Yeah, and I, I said, damn, and I, it was on my list. You know, Netflix got the what's coming soon, the watch in mean, your list and everything. I put that on my reminder, and then all of a sudden I said, oh, damn, it's, it's here. So I actually binge-watched the whole entire series in three days, I think it was. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, man, I get up early in the morning, man, do my thing. You know, I say, let me go watch one or two episodes. You know, they only like 24 minutes, I think. Yeah. Yeah, the the, the, the usual uh, anime uh, time is about 23 to 24 minutes per episode. Yeah. So um, I actually watched two episodes on that Thursday because it came out on a Thursday. So I was done with the TV series probably like 
Friday night. <laughs> it's a Friday night, man. So, and I tell you, man, I was very happy that it, it, I was very happy with the show. And then there's only only 14 episodes on Netflix, but you were telling me that more episodes are coming, right? Right. So basically, it's designed in four different acts or cases, is what they call them. So there's there's basically four arcs. Um, so the, there was the first one, which is the Los Angeles Hollywood one. Right. Uh, case two is the Singapore pilot one. I can't remember what it's called. It's called the Sky something. I think um, I think it's called Singapore something. Yeah, Singapore Sky or something yeah. like that. And then the third one is London in Snow, I think. Yes, London in Snow. Um, right. And then the fourth one, uh, I don't know what it's going to be called, but it's going to be basically episodes 15 through 23. So it'll be the last ones that still haven't been released. Right. Uh, and it's going to deal with Laurent, okay. you know, the, uh, the blonde the, guy. The boss. Yeah. The boss. You know, when you and I were talking about this, and this is, just a, this is an original story. It's not based off of um, a, a light novel. It's not a manga. It's not a video game or a mobile game. <laughs> so this is actually an original story, which like we, I think we were talking about. Sometimes they fall flat. Sometimes it's it's a yeah. Fifty fifty. I mean, I mean Holly, yeah, Hollywood has the same problems. But yeah, whenever it's something that's original, it's it's to be commended because it's nice to have something that's new and fresh and different. And it's kind of exciting because you don't know what's coming next. So there is no, you know, other uh, media source that you can go, well, I know what's coming up or, you know, just depends on how they adapt it. However, that also means it could turn into a complete and utter train wreck, much like guilty crap. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, it's a toss up. Yeah, yeah, you're right. It's a toss-up, but they, it's a winner right yeah. here. But this one, yeah, so far has been really good. It's um, it's really held its own. So we're not waiting for the rails to fall off the damn thing, right? <laughs> well, I mean, hopefully not. <laughs> yeah, right. So I'm, I want to choose that the audience. I want you to explain to the audience what the Great Pretender is about, because I know you talked about it in the so last it, podcast. Go ahead. Right. So essentially, it's about a um, uh, a Japanese man. Um, I think his name is Edamura, like Makoto, Makoto. Edamura. Yeah, it's Makoto. Right. Um, they end up always call, uh, uh, at least Laurent always calls him Edamame because he can't pronounce his name. <laughs> or I think he just does it on purpose. Um, I think he does it on purpose. Just to kinda, yeah, I think just to, you know, to mess with him. Um, but in any case, he's a Japanese con man. Originally, he had gone into um, to work after he got out of university uh, in order to kind of help um, – pay bills for his mother who's uh who's sick and he didn't realize that he got involved with a company that was basically a con and he ended up getting arrested along with all of them and then when he got out on parole he decided nobody would hire him so he decided he was going to become a con man himself um so he's actually pretty good at it he's kind of you know uh, charismatic and charming and so he kind of considered himself as the greatest con man and I don't know if he said the world or if just in Japan, but as he's trying to con um, this French man, uh, it turns out the French man himself is actually a con. Uh, his <laughs> name is Laurent, and he cons, um, he basically cons uh, 
Edamura into fleeing with him to, uh, uh, and then kind of brings him on board with this new um, con that he has going on to kind of basically rip off a uh, Hollywood producer who's which is a know, very drug right, dealer very akin, <laughs> right very akin to the you know the the terrible um harvey weinstein-esque you know uh hollywood producers and stuff like that with you know drugs and women and just kind <laughs> you, of you think that what they was going for because yeah right, you're just right kind of a really shitty person um and that's kind of Laurent's thing is that what he does is he he's kind of a Robin hood con man is that he only goes after like really rich, high profile people who deserve it. Right. Um, so yeah, he does, you know, and then he has like a con man group that he keeps that he kind of treats like family. Right. So he brings, you know, Edamura into this and in the process, <laughs> Edamura finds he's like completely in over his head. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's, it's really crazy. It's funny, you know, twists and turns and, you know the you know the characters are all are, are all you know pretty fun I, I really enjoyed the main the main cast yeah I, I really did too man i like the way they each like each case dealt with um they also did personal had personal demons and they also they each person background like for instance you said they, they were part of a group there's a woman called abigail and they delve into yeah. her past in the um, i think it was case number two singapore the um the sky race yeah case one case one kind of introduces us introduces us to edamura so yeah. we kind of get his backstory and then case two is uh focusing on abigail yes and case three focuses on cynthia which is the other lady um, part of the group cynthia. right so right. yeah i thought that was pretty interesting man that you although you ain't doing a con but you get the, um their backstory at the same time i thought that was pretty interesting man because y'all had like sad bad sad backstories <laughs> i mean they were like dealt right wrong. well you figure that yeah there's got to be something that gets them into this and so you know you have you have abby who's a little bit reckless you know, right. she's the very athletic the athletic one and she's kind of uh, not quite a cinderella but she's just kind of cold and just kind of you know and a little you, bit antisocial. You know but, why she's you that know. way in her backstory, though. That's the reason I'm right. saying it. So you start to learn more about, yeah, her parents and her training in ballet, and then her country. You know, suddenly a, a war erupted because I think she's from like the Middle East. Yeah, somewhere. I think she is. Yeah, that's the impression I got. And so she kind of became a soldier for like a resistance. I don't think a terrorist organization. No, it wasn't a terrorist. Yeah. No. Right, some kind of resistance, and of course things got pretty messed up yeah um so that really defines a lot of her character um but but she's she's fun she's uh you know she likes to mess with edamura yeah i find it very um, funny because yeah and they they definitely have a chemistry but she does like to mess with him and kind of you know give him the cold shoulder and but she's really funny when she was playing like the, the hollywood um groupie oh my that was so, funny man yeah like super super energetic and bubbly and just like oh my god <laughs> yeah. and then to just suddenly turn it off and be like cold shoulder pretty funny <laughs> yeah because when um meta or uh, makoto when he actually saw abigail for the first time in los angeles in the pool he started blushing you know laurent said love at first sight <laughs> but, he loves picking on him, man. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, he's, everybody he's, does. He's to be honest with you, yeah, <laughs> everybody he's does. He's fun, but yeah. So and um, yeah, it's really fun. And Cynthia, Cynthia is a a good character. I like her too. She's kind of the older, 
um, kind of seductress type role. Um, you know, she had a background in uh, acting. Right. And then, you know, she saw part of her relationship go bad because of um, certain influential but um, unscrupulous individuals. And as a result, she kind of turned to a life of conning herself. Uh, and then we still don't know much about Lawrence's background. We're going to get that in case four. Right. But yeah, it's it's a really fun show. I really enjoy it. Um, you know, it's yeah. And we, with Makoto, we also get a little bit of you know, he kind of feels bad about the stuff he does, which can sometimes get <laughs> a little bit aggravating. Yeah, it, it, the, it the does. Audience, but it's not too bad because he's doing. He's part of all these cons, but at the same time, he doesn't want to con people. Yeah, he's reluctant. He like, said, "I don't well, want to do this. I mean, this is bad." Because he wanted to say, "I want no parts of this." But at the right. end of the day, you are a con man, so they need your yeah, help. <laughs> yeah, he's still part of it. He still does his part, but then he tries to like. He always tries to do something a little bit different, so it's not quite as bad. But of course, Laurent is like ten steps ahead of him. So yes, it's always it's always amusing uh, to watch. Yeah, he uh, Laurent is amused by his the way the things Makoto does, the things he does, man. He, he he think it's very admirable and he think it's very nice, but at the same time, you are a con man, right? You know you you take from these people. They are bad people, right? <laughs> so don't feel too bad about it. <laughs> so I, I right. think that's very cool, man. I like I said, I like the anime. I think Netflix got a winner on this um, anime because you know Netflix lately, man, has been putting out a lot of original content as far as anime goes. And I think next month, sometime in September, they're going to start. Like I'm telling you, they got shit. Um, Anime Place of America got this deal with Netflix. They got like three or four um, anime shows coming out that I've seen. Like one of your favorites is Erased, and the other one is uh, The Promised Land, Never Promised Land. The Promised Neverland. Yeah, yeah Promised Neverland. That's one of your favorites. You know, so and, and um, anime is pretty pretty good right now in um, the Netflix. <laughs> Yeah, they're pretty solid. And this one is this one's really a little bit more refreshing because of some of the ones that we've seen from Netflix in the past, like right. the Netflix originals. Because, you know, the Aniplex ones are Aniplex, but, you know, they have a deal with Netflix. So right. they're not Netflix originals. They just show up on that um, on that streaming service. Yeah. But, you know, you have others that are like um, – that are actually, you know, originals, quote, unquote, uh, even though they aired in Japan first. But – there are some of the other ones that they tend to have a lot more CG type yeah, animation. So, you know, you get a little bit of the uncanny valley stuff. Right. But the nice thing about The Great Pretender is that it's not. It's actual, like, you know, um, old school traditional artwork and it's very crisp. The character designs are great. You know, it's, it's bright and colorful and, um, so yeah, I really did like the art for this one. Yo, the studio the behind this, the studio behind this was Wit Studio. Those are the same people that brought, I think, Attack on Titan, I believe. Or I th- not, not surprised. Uh, yeah, and also what's the other one? What's the other one, man? It's Attack on Titan. Oh, the other one too that was like Attack on Titan, but that was zombies. Uh, Caribou. Paganary of the yeah. Iron Fortress. Fortress, yeah. Like so yeah, yeah Wit Studio. That's they behind it. So I mean, they got some hits. <laughs> so I, that's that's good so if my audience listening out there check out Great Pretender Trevor and I we love it you know I think it's one of the t- 
best anime so far in 2020. <laughs> My opinion. It's up there, yeah. So, now we were just talking about more Netflix originals now, right? So not not too long ago, they did another original, a movie uh, with Jamie Foxx and what's his name, Joseph. And Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Yes, right. And it's called Project Power. Now this is about people obtaining power through appeal, through drugs. For five, no, power right. lasts for five minutes. I, and I was like, I looked at that. I said, you know what? I I like the concept of it, but I think people always talked about what if I had superpowers? What kind of powers I would have? And things of that nature. And I liked the movie, man. It, it was refreshing. It was something different. But, you know, people had an idea of what if people normal people have powers all of a sudden and what would they do with it? Either you do something good with it or you do something bad with it. So in this movie here, you know, some guy comes up. Um, some guy is, this is, first of all, let me go back. It's based in New Orleans, right? And right. the drug dealer comes to New Orleans. He's introduced this new drug called Power. And people are not. This is the first time ever something happened like this. So right. Put, so basically, they're using they're using a bunch of cities, and they start with New Orleans as right. kind of a testing ground for this new drug. Right. And so they got a bunch of like drug dealers to kind of you know sell a few of them and test them, and you know on the streets and that sort of thing. Yeah, it's a beta run, in other words. <laughs> yeah, it's a testing. Yes, exactly. It's a beta run, and they do that. And it consists of Jamie Foxx character, um, um, Lagord, which is Levitt character, and this new actress. I don't know her name. The teenager. It, she's a, she's a drug dealer. It was Dominique something. Yeah, so she's a drug dealer. And the way this thing is set up, man, I mean, <laughs> she, she's a teenage drug dealer. Let's keep that in mind. Oh yes, she's right. Selling, she's technically selling the drugs because her mother has. Um, a lot of issues, is it, medical issues. Is it like diabetes or something? Yeah, I but think yeah, it her is. Mother has, because I think she mentioned insulin. But yeah, her mother is ill, so she needs to, uh, I think she's saving up for a surgery or something for her that's really expensive because she has no insurance. Right. Yeah, and yeah, she's in high school, and she's like a high school drug dealer. And she's a smart kid. She's a smart yeah, kid. She's, she's smart. She's street smart. You know, she's a, she's a, a She'd like to go uh, be a rapper, so there's a little bit of that in there. Yeah, yeah, it really is. And like Dominique I, Fishback was her name. Oh, uh, okay, okay. So I mean, like I said, it, I think it's a two-hour-long movie, and um, the visuals for the um, for the powers are pretty good. I say that. Yeah, it is pretty cool. the The pills themselves, you kind of have to twist them to activate them. But yeah, they kind of look like these little. Um, you know, pill-shaped light bulbs. Right. So when they twist, it's like the light inside it goes on, you know, kind of like a firefly or something like that. And then when they pop them, they always show like this kind of weird, like fluctuation inside the body kind of going, okay, something's happening. More like a metamorphosis of the body. I mean, inside the right. body. And it's always different for each character. So it's not like you just keep seeing the same visual. It's always a little bit different. Right, wow. and, you know, you could die too. Also, the man said, you know, some people die. And one guy took a pill and head exploded, whole body exploded. Like, right. Damn. So here's here's the thing. Yeah, here's the thing with the powers is that it's all nice to be like, yeah, you could have superpowers, but it's not like each pill is like, well, if I take this one, I'll have super speed for five minutes, and if I take this one, I'll have super strength for five minutes. 
it's basically it adapts to whatever your body is. So, um, so if your body, it's it basically, it's kind of a crapshoot what you're gonna get. It really is. <laughs> it really is a crapshoot. So yeah. <laughs> so there's some people who could get something really cool like invisibility or strength or whatever. But then there's other people who, yeah, one, it doesn't gel with their system and they just explode. You know, there's another guy who can, um, Maybe. he's basically, he's like Johnny Storm. He can kind of self-immolate. But, know, but then again, it's but terrible. Yeah, but then his whole body is getting like car burns. So it's like, <laughs> <laughs> you really, burn scars. Do you yeah, really? Yeah, so do you, kind of, I'm sorry, go ahead. Uh, that's what I was saying. So yeah, it's. You don't know what you're gonna get, so it's yeah. You're really taking a risk each time whenever you pop one for the first time. <laughs> that for any drugs, man. Shit. Well, yes, in general, which is you know, which is kind of a nice metaphor for it is that you don't know what you're gonna get when you take it and right. how your your body is gonna react to. First of all, don't give me and a then, pill that light up, man. I got the twist, and I'm not like, what? Oh man, this right. That's just that just seems kind of weird, but yeah. Yeah, and you see when they would take, you see it light up in their body, like okay, nah, man. Do I want to put that in my body? Do I want superpowers that bad? <laughs> That's a question you got to ask yourself. And, you know, and the way yeah. the the pill is was made is like it's come from characteristics of animals and stuff like that. You know, for instance, Jamie Foxx was telling his powers that you know when he did it, it was a pistol shrimp. I'm like, what the fuck is a pistol shrimp? <laughs> yeah, his is from a pistol shrimp. There's other ones like a Wolverine frog and. Uh, one was an ironclad like beetle, that. an ironclad beetle too, I think, because of the shell. Right. Of the, yeah, and I like damn. Right. So Joseph Gordon-Levitt's power, um, we learned pretty early on, is he's basically bulletproof. Uh, it really it hardens his skin uh, to the point where yeah, bullets don't really impact him. Although he does get shot at like point blank range in the face. <laughs> yeah, it does leave like a little a little circle where the bullet was flattened itself, but. Um, <laughs> So it does leave a little bit of a mark, but he, uh, yeah, he's essentially bulletproof for like, five minutes. Like Luke Cage. And then there's another guy who, yeah, and then there's another guy who can, um, he can grow his bones out of his arms, kind of Wolverine style. Yeah. And, like they're big claws, and he can use them to kind of cut people up. There's another guy who could just kind of, his whole body was just like rubber. <laughs> oh yeah, do like Mr. Fantastic, man. Like yeah, like yeah, like every time you know you try and get him in like a chokehold or you lock his arms, he can just whoop. you know it's like he's just dislocating his joints and he kind of slides right out of it. Or, that was know, so creepy and just swing, weird. Swings, yeah, that one was a little creepy. But um, yeah, and then there's the one guy who basically was right out of Resident Evil, who kind of turned into this big, huge, hulking monster with a gigantic arm <laughs> yeah that was disgusting dude that was disgusting. yeah and you tell he's been taking it because the way his body was looking man it's all jacked up on his neck it was all scarred and mangled a little bit man like dude and that yeah. was the side effect of that damn pill man some people the effects of it make your body deform like the guy who's like yeah. the human torch and he combusts into flames He's all fucked up, man. <laughs> like, do you yeah, really? When we first meet him, yeah, half of his face is like all, you know, he looks like Two Face. Half of it is all burned. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right, man. But I mean, like I said, I really enjoyed it, man. It was something new, but not something different, but not new. You know? It, yeah, it, it was. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Like I said, it was something different, but not new. But this, like you said, this concept been like this in comic books for years, and but the way that the, the take on it was different, though. 
So that's my yeah. Opinion. Although, although apparently there's some film in India or something like that that they're uh, there's a little bit of controversy about that because they say they're saying that they still they ripped off the idea. Oh, always uh, the case, man. <laughs> yeah, it, exactly. There's nothing original anymore. No. Um, but but yeah, it's it's a cool movie. It was you know it was enjoyable. It's fun. The um, it's pretty cool to see the powers. The visuals were really you know really well done. Um, the characters were enjoyable too. I think the biggest problem is that it kind of felt like it didn't live up to its potential. Right, right. You know, it's kind of like there was just something a little bit missing. Um, I felt that way too after finishing finish watching it. Like something was not right. It was they missed right. something. They missed nice the opportunity or like something. This, yeah, it had like this very you know real world gritty type. You know, hey, we're just kind of on the streets here type feeling to it, which was nice. You know, it wasn't like overly, you know, superheroes flying and all that yeah. other stuff. But yeah, at the same time, it kind of felt like they didn't really live up to the potential of their premise. Like they could have done so much more with it and they handicapped themselves in some way or just it wasn't as well written as it could have been. Yeah. But it was enjoyable. It was a fun, you know, it's a fun movie to watch. Yeah, it was a fun movie to watch. I think what I really wanted more was the involvement of the government. You know how he got the powers and as a soldier, you know, because right. the thing was they were contracted with us, you know, to uh, what you call it, when a government contract out um, details to another security or mercs, whatever, and, you know, no one's ever held accountable for it, man. You know, so where's the government and all this? Now you got this shadowy um, organization. So I mean they didn't delve into it much, but I think there's right. they, I didn't, think... they didn't get too much into it. But yeah, from basically the the main plot of the thing is that Jamie Foxx's character was part of he was in the military originally, and then he um, afterwards he was kind of a mercenary and signed up for a project that would do this superhero testing. So they tested it on him, and that's where he kind of got a glimpse of what his abilities would be. Right. Um, but then afterwards, he had a daughter, and then it turns out that his daughter had powers um, without ever having taken the drug or anything like that. So she was kind of a natural resource who was born genetically with right. this. So naturally, you know, she's now around teenage age. Um, suddenly, she gets uh, kidnapped, and now he's out to try and find his daughter. He knows that this organization that did experiments on him they're the ones who took her. So he's out trying to find information and track her down. And that's when he runs into um, the girl uh, who's uh, Robin is her name, the girl, the drug dealer, um, because uh, he manages to get the phone of the other guy who she gets her supply from. And yeah. And then he manages to get track her down. Yeah. And then she's the dealer for the cop, uh, the cop, Joseph Gorsuch. Uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt's character, Frank, I think is his name. I think so. Um, so, so they're on friendly terms as well. So then Frank gets involved by trying to find her, um, and then uh, that's when they all kind of like meet up and realize, you know, do the comic book thing where it's like, well, we <laughs> thought we were on opposite sides, but we're really not. We're really, you know, so. So then they team up to kind of save his daughter at the end. Yeah. That's essentially what the the whole movie the plot is. Yeah. Is. Yeah. Yeah, always for a common goal, right? 
It was to have the Avengers and the Justice League show up. <laughs> that's that's, oh, yeah, that's common always, in the comic books. <laughs> it's always a comic book thing. It's like, you know, hey, I don't, what are you doing here? I don't know. What are you doing here? We must be on opposite sides. Fight, fight, fight. Oh, right. wait, we're after the same goal. Right. Oh, <laughs> let's, team, let's team up. <laughs> or, 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 that, or a weak attempt to team up or, or to, uh, two people team up in Batman versus Superman. When Batman about to get rid of Superman, he said, Martha. What you say, Martha? <laughs> like, really, dude? That's sad writing, man. That's the worst. That's the worst. I'm not gonna get on could that. You, could you say Martha. Martha. I'm like, okay, guys, you could have done better than that. Wait, <laughs> your mother's name is Martha too. Wow, we're like super best friends now. Yes. <laughs> oh, poor writing, man. David Goya, why you do that, man? Yeah, it's so stupid. Like I have a lot of friends named Karen who are great people, but there's also a lot of quote unquote Karens out there who are terrible people. Yes, so sir. Says their name is Karen. I'm not automatically gonna go. This person is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. So yeah. So for my audience out there, my listeners, man, if you like superhero movies and you just like something very entertaining, I recommend checking out Project Powers if you got Netflix. You know, or you so yeah. If you have Netflix, yeah, don't don't get Netflix just for this movie. Yeah, um, but it it it's enjoyable. It's a good two hours to spend. You know, it's it's fun. So you know, yeah. yeah. If if you got the time and you're interested, I say check it out. Right, right, right. So moving on, right along, along is uh, you got a pick of a week you said you want to talk about, and I only I got one. Yeah. It's it's a comic book, but I'm gonna let you go first. Okay. Yeah, I, I just been um. I've been catching up. The nice thing about working from home for the last several months is that I have my lunch breaks kind of free to do whatever I want. So I've just been watching some anime uh, during my lunch breaks while I eat. Mm -hmm. So uh, the recent one I started watching that I picked up is the, it's from 2009. So it's a little bit of an old one, but it's called uh, Tenshi Muyo War on Geminar. Oh yeah. I've seen that. Yeah. It's like 13 episodes. Each one is about an hour long or maybe 45 minutes. The first one is like a full hour, but um, it's, I really enjoyed that one. It was really fun. So um, see, I, I wasn't really expecting to, but yeah, it's, it's your typical kind of like, you know, the Tenshi Muyo universe in general. It's, it's basically his brother-in-law or cousin. I'm not sure what, but he gets transported to this other world. And then, you know, he's like, super powered at least in terms of uh or just looks like over strong you know he's he's strong he's got like unlimited stamina of course you know he he knows how to power the max better than anybody else you know that sort of thing yeah (laughs) but you know he's kind of he's kind of a fun character um he's enjoyable so it's not like it starts to get annoying like oh he can do that too Uh, you know and then of course he gets all the girls you know interested in him so you know they're all chasing him around the school all the time and um, you want but, yeah, but yeah, it's really enjoyable. I really enjoyed the characters, um, you know, the girls, the uh, so uh, and Yukine is definitely you know best girl um, for sure. Which one? If, was in that? case you watch it, Yukine is the silver-haired girl. Um, she's the attendant of. Oh, that's not, right. That's not right. the main girl, but the uh, the other girl, the main you know young girls, uh, the princess is her cousin, the yeah. other princess. Yeah, I know you're talking um, about. Right, so she's like super cute. The uh, the dark elf is pretty cool too. I like her too. Uh, 
but yeah, it's a good cast of characters. I really enjoy it. You know, I kind of started getting to the point where it's like, oh, okay, well, let's just cruise through this. And I think I watched like six episodes in one night on a Friday night or something. Damn, um, I thought I was off. bad. So, yeah, I, <laughs> no, I was so, yeah bad. I really, I really enjoyed it. So um, I would recommend that. One. Cool. And for me, um, my pick of the week is my books, my comic book is uh once again die 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 that's all i gotta say man ninjas <laughs> ninjas man they, they appear, this, this this issue right here i think is 12 i think yeah 12 ninjas show up man you know i like some ninjas <laughs> yeah that's all hey, i got well, who doesn't that's all ninjas i gotta say cool. man <laughs> that's all i gotta say because i did uh, I, I did one episode about it and y'all already know the premise of it anyway so like i said this this book got it all man you got Russian assassins, ninjas, um, having sex while someone getting shot in blood. <laughs> it's too much, man. Yo, so, yeah, and I'm, I'm going to tell you how, the way I say that is, in one of the panels, in one pages, man, uh, some guy they got, he's he trying to turn, turn coat, trying to go to Russia, and he's running away from uh, America, so he got, he's, Got something against him. He got they're looking for him. So he goes to Russia, trying to change his identity. Got a new nose and stuff like that. So this bodyguard, this woman, right? She's taking him to the guy to meet him. And all of a sudden, she she cough right, and he shoots her in the fucking shoulder, right? <laughs> so like, I can't stand being pe- people being weak. So she just fucking cough, man. <laughs> so he shot her. <laughs> he shot her because she coughed. Yeah. So, wow. so yeah, is the coronavirus in that? Yeah, I don't know, man. He <laughs> shot her like, damn. Yeah, pretty soon we're gonna start doing that around. So yeah, that's crazy. So when that happened, all of a sudden the U.S. agents come and get the guy to bring him back, and they shoot and everything. This guy, he got a sickle and a hammer, and he breaks the guns and stuff like that. And all of a sudden, the woman that he shot, she attacks him and beat him. And all of a sudden, man, these motherfuckers here, I'm saying it, they started kissing. Oh, I mean, yeah. <laughs> she all bloody, man. Like, they having sex while she all shot up and bloody. And, like, he said, it turns me on. Like, wow. Yeah, man. That's, Wait, that's, who is she having sex with? She's not having sex with the guy who shot her. Yes. That's the best. Dude, I'm telling you, this book is out there, dude. And I mean, you know, I read those type of books, man. But it was just funny to me, like. Yeah, well, this is this is the one by Kirkman, right? Yeah, it's by Kirkman. Kirkman. Yeah, yeah. So it's kind of up his alley. It's up his alley. So it's Kirkman. Out of the blue, that comes about like, oh wow. So man, if you like that kind of um, craziness and un unpredictable stories, <laughs> this is a book for you, man. I recommend reading it. If you're a Robin Kirkman fan, go ahead and read it, man. It's called Die Die Die. That's 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 my pick of the week. So that's, all right, well, cool. That's it for me. So that's it for this podcast. So Trevor, how can people um reach you on your social media? I am on Twitter at, at Toshiro Noroni. Everybody, you could check me out at justbeingamous.com and also on my Twitter, Instagram account, my Facebook account at justbeingamous. Hope you guys enjoy this podcast. Peace. Just being an anus.